Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Today, I'm excited today to talk to you about the Peachtree Minority Venture Fund. And I have with me uh, Chase Annan and Alan Quigley, two founding members and founding partners of the Peachtree Minority Venture Fund, uh, who are going to talk a little bit about what it is, what they do, and what their involvement is. And I'm really excited to talk about this today. I've had a couple folks in the past come on to talk a little bit about VC and MBAs, and I'm really interested in the discussion as, and just as the, I think there's definitely a lot more action in the VC world than the MBA world today than there was um, even a few years ago. Uh, so we're going to talk to Chase and Alan a little bit about the Peachtree Minority Venture Fund. So with that, Chase and Alan, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I always love starting with just a warm-up question. Uh, Chase, let's start with you. Just tell, I would love to know from you, what's a book that has had an impact on your life? Thank you for having me. A book... I would say Zero to One um, by Peter. I read it pretty early on in my um, entrepreneurship um, journey. I feel like that book gives you a good insight how to operate as a founder and also how to operate as an investor and looking for companies to pursue and deciding problems to tackle as well. I think that sounds great. That's a great book. Uh, Alan, how about yourself? Yeah, for me, it was uh, Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. This is probably one you've heard before, but I was you know, going through in year three as an attorney and uh, looking to make a career pivot. I and mean, it really gave some practical solutions in terms of how to actually go about doing that and figuring out exactly you know what it is that you wanted to pivot to. That would be mine. I think that's great. Alan, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got involved with the Peachtree Minority Venture Fund. Sure. My name is Alan Quigley. Previously, as I've just alluded to, I was an attorney, worked as an attorney in New York for about four years after law school, and uh, recently graduated from Emory University School as well as business school. Now employed as a venture associate with Athlac Venture Team. And I got involved because Willie Sullivan actually reached out to me as part of an initiative he was working on and came to me about September of 2019 to start talking about, or actually, sorry, September 2020, to start talking to me about potentially putting something like this together. And I was happy to jump on board. That sounds great. Uh, Chase, how about yourself? Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and how did you get involved? Yeah, again, Chase from the Raleigh-Durham area. I guess I first started approaching entrepreneurship and venture towards the end of my undergrad career at NC State. I didn't know at the time, but I started a streetwear and sneaker marketplace. So running that company and um, raising venture capital for that, that's how I got into space and fell in love with venture capital and entrepreneurship and startups. Fast forward to being at Emory, I was heavily involved in entrepreneurship, was in clubs with Alan and again, Willie Sullivan, another one of our classmates and founding members. He, he pretty much approached us to, to work on this with him because he knew our passions in the tech space and venture capital. And currently, I'm um, working at Facebook right now and um, working at working also with the, with the venture fund and decided to be doing this work. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Alan, I'm going to start with you. So tell us a little bit more about the Petri Minority Venture Fund. What is it and how did it get started? 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So Peachman Minority Venture Fund is a million dollar venture capital fund housed in Wiswata Business School Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation. Basically what it is, it's a venture fund specifically targeting companies that are funded by under, founded by underrepresented minorities. And the way in which we define that was Black, African founder, African American founders, Native American and Latinx founders. And one of the criteria in which you know we make our investments is such that a member of the founding team must have a controlling equity stake in the company, and that's really the main crux of it. But we initially we initially brought this uh, forward to solve a few different issues, and the, the first goal of which was to kind of help bridge the capital gap, as only two percent of all venture capital fundings um, go to founders that, of underrepresented minority founders, and the way in which we wanted to solve this was to write early stage checks into companies like that that may not have the resources or network to be able to provide a friends and family round check or an angel check into companies that they wanted to. Thanks, Alan. I think that's a really great background. Chis, I I just wanted to ask you, I'm just curious, what does it actually take to get a venture fund started and off the ground? I I assume it's not just you wave a magic wand and and it appears. But could you talk maybe just a little bit, particularly within the context of being in an MBA program, but what kind of work, what kind of effort goes into actually bringing something like this to life? Sure. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And no, you can't just snap your fingers and have one <laughs> pop up. We saw that firsthand. It, it really takes a lot of hustle and ambition. A lot of these MBA programs, especially at Emory, you have the autonomy to do what you want and go after the submissions and or create any club that you want to, which is a really fortunate bit. Unfortunately, not a lot of students take that opportunity because you're so busy recruiting or making long-lasting friendships, which are all important. So for really for us to get this started first, we had to ideate. And Willie Sullivan and Kristen Little, they were a part of that work. When COVID hit, a lot of the consulting jobs, they weren't available to some of the internships or they were available in a shortened time period. So that's when Willie, he started, he was working on a project of how to support Black entrepreneurs and like the Emory ecosystem. And that's really where the Petrie Minority Fund came out of, that work he did over the summer. And that's when he pulled Kristen Little, Alan, and I into the work. From there, we knew that we had to find a professor who was willing to let us do this work under them. That was a whole nother ordeal. But thankfully, we were allowed to, we found a couple of professors, Robert Kazanzian and Amelia Schaffner, who, who were able to lend a hand and help us um, navigate through the school because it, it, it is hard to <laughs> to actually get money in and go through the right channels. And, and then another part of the process was learning from our other counterparts at other top MBA programs, learning what they were doing and also learning on what they wish that they could do better because they, they, they do have some other funds that have been around for 20 plus years, but we learned that the upkeep was, was lacking here or they could support their entrepreneurs better in this in, in various different regards. So th- those were the lessons that we land. And then we also had to put together a curriculum and also make sure that we had a, a charter and in rules and operations to make sure that the fund will last past when we graduated, because that was a major concern of our, our dean and other people at and Emory Large that we had to tackle and, and face on. Thank you for giving that background and context. And Alan, I want to flip it over to you for a second. Certainly in your past career as a lawyer, I'm sure you played a little bit of a role in making sure everything was on the up and up here. But I'm just curious from your perspective in terms of the process of building this out, what did you really enjoy about it? Or what was exciting for you in terms of actually having a fund come to life? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that when we when I think back to you know January when we were really ideating on the overall investment thesis of how this is going to work and even taking this from idea to executing on it, we would have you know six or seven hour long sessions going through over exactly what it meant for underrepresented minority. You know, who who were we going to target, and then what percentage of the cap table do they have to have in order for us to consider them an investment? And so we actually looked at different different routes of putting this together, one of which was a 501c3 and, and making this kind of an evergreen standalone fund. As we got further on the process, and we were lucky to have people like Rob Zanjan, Karen Set- Dean Serrett, Karen Sedatol, Amelia Schaffner kind of help find us a, a great home for this and then ultimately have Emory's endowment funded. But yes, it, this went through multiple iterations. And I think seeing it from start to finish and back, looking back to what Chisa's favorite book was, Zero to One, there, there are so many different pivots that, that happened during this whole process. And i um, really proud of how it, it culminated and, and where it is today. Certainly. And she said, I have a question for you in a minute, but it's funny that as I think about both of the books that you mentioned, Zero to One and Designing Your Life, I feel like both of those books actually are really very aligned to the <laughs> process of bringing the Peachtree Minority Venture Fund to life in terms of designing your life from the perspective of being able to explore multiple paths and ideating and really honing in on how do you how do you design this in a way that is authentic to the kind of core premise that you have and to do it in an iterative kind of way. And then she's certainly from zero to one in terms of actually being able to get this thing off the ground to being what it is. And so as you're both talking this out loud, I'm just amused just by how nicely this fits into what you both said. But I guess totally. geez, my question over to you, thinking about zero to one, you know, what as you got this off the ground and to what it is now, I'm just curious to know from from your perspective, I know you did a lot of research in terms of talking with other schools. But what was it like internally, just in terms of it? I assume that there was a lot of people that were supportive around this, but what was the feedback that you got? Like you said, not everyone goes out to try to build something in their time as an MBA student. So how was it in terms of all of you collectively working towards willing this to life, but really having to take the ownership of it and put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to bring it to life? Yeah, it was an interesting process. And as Alan alluded to, we had so many sessions that meeting on a Saturday morning, business students, they, they covered their weekends. The sacrificing and meeting on like Saturday morning or Sunday or when that meeting throughout the week, when we had busy schedules already, that, that was part of the process. And we approached a lot of faculty members and a lot of them told us, hey, that's a great idea. Maybe we can do that next year. We're like, hey, we're not going to be here next year. We're going to be in the the workforce. So it was just navigating that, not shying away from those and being persistent. We had so many people told us like, hey, that's not going to work this way. Once we got to like Emory Legal, they were doing their job and say, hey, I I don't think... uh, that's possible. And we, we had to go out and show them proof and make diagrams of who's doing what in this ecosystem and why it can be possible. Like every door that they tried to shut, we stuck our foot in and said, hey, we could do it this way. And if they said we can't do it that way, we came up with two more other ways. So that was just part of the process of being persistent and determined to actually get this done because we knew it was possible. And uh, thankfully, we were able to get it up and running. Yep. And so it's up and running. And so what I would love to maybe drill down a little bit more into your thesis or themes or, or markets, et cetera, in terms of where you're evaluating or if you've made investments where you're investing. Cheese, maybe we'll start with you. Talk a little bit more about the thesis and what that translates to into places that you're evaluating, or even if you've made any investments yet, what you've invested in. Sure. I'll speak to this and Alan can add in. So we are industry agnostic. 
we are willing to fund and, and back any entrepreneur, minority background that, that has an idea that is uh, that's really the thing uh, that we're looking for, the scalable ideas. So even if you have a, a food truck and you have aspirations of uh, having a, a chain of food trucks, we will potentially back that if the, the plan and vision makes sense to our, our managing um, partners and our associates under them. Traditionally, we do look at a, a lot of tech companies. And again, we are industry agnostic and, and willing to back um, any great idea. Yeah. And if I might just add, I think that as Chief alluded to, there are a number of different business models that we're willing to back, industry agnostic, but we are looking for venture backable companies. The whole point of this is, is to be a recycling fund so that we can not only deploy capital into the initial set of founders, but continue to deploy capital in perpetuity. And one the ways in which we're approaching this is, is basically having two kind of subsets of, of check processes, if you will, basically having the earlier stage, let's say the friends and family round, the the angel stage where we're able to write, you know, checks as, as little as 5K to, to 25K and into those rounds where maybe they're pre-product um, or, or pre-revenue and or into other seed stage rounds where we're able to co-invest with more institutional VCs and seek returns that way for the fund. Those are really the two two avenues in which we're approaching this. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And Chase, maybe back to you for a second. What certainly Emory's in Atlanta. Just curious, what kind of role does being in Atlanta? How does that play into it? Are you ge- geographically agnostic as well, or are you focused in you know, Atlanta? Certainly, Atlanta has a great um, startup scene. So, just wondering what that the local community looks like for you. Yeah, we are geography agnostic as well, uh, but we do recognize that uh, great founders are here in Atlanta, Georgia, and also the southeastern part of the United States. We're seeing a lot of other funds pop up with just this geographic preference. And, and so we, we are excited to back those founders as well. But yeah, that's what I would say. Great. And Alan, I want to go over to you for a second. Would love to maybe have you talk a little bit about what it's like being involved in a, a venture fund that's affiliated with a school. And I'm curious from the perspective of what it's like, but also you know, certainly you have some experience working in the venture world and a more you know traditional kind of model in that way. And so we'd love to maybe just have you what that the nuances are or what that kind of looks like. Yeah. Uh, so what's interesting about having a venture fund at a school is, is really the education component that goes along with having a venture fund at a school. This is traditionally people go get MBAs for uh, to go into consultant uh, level jobs or, or investment banking or large corporate jobs. But what's really interesting here is that we have a unique opportunity to educate individuals who might not have known this was a viable career path about venture capital. And, and the way in which we're hoping to approach this curriculum is still being built out at this point, but is to both have the tactical sides of venture investing, as well as the DEI sides of the problem that we're trying, which continues to get back to the 2% number that I mentioned earlier. So with those, the real world application of being able to write investment memos will directly translate into more VC opportunities for these students. And as Chase mentioned, what is in Atlanta, which is a budding ecosystem for entrepreneurship and venture capital, a number of new funds are being started here. I think that what has a unique opportunity here to really help educate the next members of that um, ecosystem. That's really good point. Thank you for breaking that down. Chief, as you mentioned, you certainly have a day job right now, but would love to know what's your involvement like uh, in terms of being affiliated with the Peachtree Minority Venture Fund? What is your what is your involvement or what are your responsibilities? Yeah, so the founding members have graduated to uh, the alumni board and we're participating in that way, just making sure that the fund stays true to nature 
and also being an industry resource for for the current members. And just um, still making connections out there and I'm bringing them back to Emory and, and the fun at large. Yeah, for sure. Just as we wrap up here, just be curious. Alan, from your perspective, let's look, go 10 years into the future. What does success look like if this is successful? And certainly, obviously, from a financial perspective, there's probably some quantifiable metrics there. But outside sure. of just assuming that there there are some returns, what would you say that success would look like for, for this venture fund if we were to go 10 years in the future from your sure. perspective? No, no, that's a great question. I think there's two key metrics. The first being the quantity of number, the quantity of companies that we were able to invest in and support those entrepreneurs is a key metric. Obviously, 10 years from now, I would hope as many companies as possible and with as many follow-on rounds for those companies as possible and success there. The second would, would really be to be able to look at the associates, the managing partners within this fund and see them in full-time positions within venture capital, within private equity, or starting their own companies. That Those are the two key goals that I would use a, this as a success if we had those two things going. That's great. Chase, anything you want to add to that? I would just like the fund to be able to, as Alan alluded to, to touch as many um, founders, budding founders and founders with, with a track record as well giving them the opportunity to make their innovations come to law course. So we would like uh, all those to be successful exits, but the, the reality is that they won't be. But as long as we are giving those individuals the, the opportunity to get those ideas out there in the wild and operate and do as they may, I, I think that's the most important because so many times these founders that are from minority backgrounds, they don't even get the opportunity to launch their ideas. That, that is why the, the whole um, fund came about. And that's one of our main goals here. So I have uh, with me Alan Quigley and Chase Allen, two founding partners with the Peachtree Minority Venture Fund here with me today. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. To both of you, Alan and Chase, if people want to learn more about the Peachtree Minority Venture Fund, where should they go? Where can they? First off, Al, thank you so much for having us on to discuss uh, the fund. You can find us on LinkedIn, Peachtree Minority Venture Fund. You can find us on Twitter. I'm very active there. And then if you want to find out more about us, you can go on Goizueta's, uh, Goizueta Business School's website under the Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation and find a key initiative there as Peachtree Minority Venture Fund. Quick Google search works as well. But thank you so much for having us on. Really appreciate the opportunity to to speak more. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.